The Boiled Sports Handsome Hour is sponsored by Martin Vintage. Go to martinvintage.com and check out their excellent selection of high-quality Purdue t-shirts. Enter Boiled at checkout to get 20% off your order. martinvintage.com If you'd like to sponsor the Handsome Hour, please contact us at boiledsports at gmail.com. We're cheap. I mean, well, you know what I mean. This is the littlest candy bar. You know, they give you the, like... 100 calorie pack? Well, not even. Those little, like, really, really, really... It's like Three Musketeers? It is. You've judged me on Three Musketeers before. Mm, So good. They're so bad. They're so good. Like, they've taken all the ingredients out of the candy bar. They took... (laughs) They're like, hey... No caramel for you. No caramel, no peanuts, nothing good. You get this whipped something that yeah, is not any the else in the world. It's, so good. It's, like, it's like chocolate flavored toothpaste. Exactly. <laughs> it is not like toothpaste. We're not going down this road again, damn it. Oh. Welcome to the Boiled Sports Handsome Hour. It is uh, Jay with Boilder, Boilder, Boilder Dowd. Mm-hmm. Boilder Dowd. <laughs> I would start over, but we don't do that here. Mm-mm. And the Swami. Hey. And Purdue football. Boiler Dowd said before we started, he said, this is a great topic. This is it's fun. This topic. is what this you is get fun. the diehards listening to this podcast. We appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, seriously. Uh you're probably just like us. Like uh, there was a great text thread I had, and I think Jay was on it, but uh, Anish wasn't. Like, you know how much I like text threads. Well, but it was awesome because it was it was on Sunday or Monday, and uh, one of my buddies says something along the lines, "I'm already checking the weather for next Saturday because clearly I have an illness." Well, right. I mean, it was like almost exactly, and then it said, thanks for being just as disgusting as I am or something like that. Yes. I mean, like, yeah, it's. But it's, but here's what I'll quickly say about that. You know you want to be in the stadium against Scott Frost in Nebraska because just like against Maryland, Jeff Brom and company puts it together sometimes. And whew, yeah. I want I want that game. Really what I want now, I'll just tell you what I want. I want Nebraska and I want the bucket. I don't really care about anything else. And if they win two of the last four, fine. They win three oh, yeah. of the last four, wonderful. That would actually be the perfect scenario right now. Win three of four, go five and seven, keep the bucket, and go to next year feeling good about yourself. That well, would be yeah. even four, even four and eight yeah. with the bucket. Yeah. I'm yeah. Fine. yeah, and we've been talking about this, by the way, for a month at least, yeah. three of us. Yeah. I get really annoyed with people at certain yeah. times, like especially when Purdue's at certain and, times. And, yeah, <laughs> at certain times. It happens every now and again. Certain times, but but after like one of the things is like when people talk to us on Twitter as if there's nothing else but our Twitter feed that always annoys me. I, I'm I'm sorry, the guys who are listening, girls Some who are people listening. are very dedicated, and this is the only feed they follow. Right, right, and I'm always like, have you ever been to our website? Like seriously, <laughs> we have articles and podcasts. There's pictures. There's all sorts of things happening there. It's not just a Twitter feed, but they, but the question was. What is a successful season for you guys at this point? And I said, seriously, we've been talking about this for a month. Mm-hmm. You know, and <laughs> I, I, I like, mean, and we've been consistent. Two to five games, two to or four to five wins. So two or three more wins, we're completely okay, mm-hmm. depending upon what those wins are, how they look. And now, I mean, like that Illinois game. I mean, I have a a friend who's always a, a glasses half full type of guy. 
And he was like, well, Purdue beats Illinois if the weather is good because of the kind of the nature of Illinois' defense. I think he's correct about that. I thought they would win. I, 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 I'm really not as rosy and cheery as I've come out before the Minnesota and Illinois games when I predicted victories. It was just because I was like, I, I'm being logical here. I've watched these teams play. I'm watching the strengths and weaknesses. And one was having Sindelar. This one, though, I was like, Purdue could beat Illinois. If it's dry, they can run on them or pass on them. Well, it turns out they couldn't do anything. And that's the worst offensive performance we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I, I, I have a real problem. I'll just, I'll just say this early in the podcast because I said this in our group chat. And it led to some disagreement not a ton of disagreement honestly but i found that game unacceptable like and i don't mean that like in the fire brahm sense because we're not like that um i do think though you can't have complete steaming dog pile dog piles of dog poo games like that if you're moving the program in the right direction and i understand injuries i understand all that but that's the same team that ran out there and rolled up 40 on maryland and ne- and that game was never competitive mm-hmm. and maryland i think is probably better top to bottom than illinois I and t- and Purdue wasn't even in that game now i know Plummer had a bad day i know he stared down and it's not jeff brum's fault that a freshman quarterback staring down receivers in bad weather i i get all that and that's why i'm not saying we lay all that at his feet i'm just saying <laughs> if the program is moving where we all think it is and should be those kinds of games cannot happen. The weather was the same for Illinois. That's and we the thing can't I have, always say. I guess what's going to Well, let me just – my last point on that is just the, you can't go to – and I put this on Twitter that day. You can't go to pieces every time the weather's bad. You that's it. You can't collapse it. every time the weather's bad. They've lost to – and it's not like they're losing to Wisconsin where you're like, mm-hmm. well, they probably would have lost anyway. They lost to Illinois and lost last year to EMU. I mean, I guess because of the weather. Right and yeah. and the and last year the Minnesota game I mean like it was it was, it was horrific um, at Minnesota and so it was windy too right cold yeah that was another awful weather game and Purdue looked completely um, dead I mean like so every year he's had uh, every year Brom has had one clunker at least, um, at least. last year there were two uh, Eastern Michigan and Minnesota. Uh, the year before it was Rutgers, which I am glad that um, uh, that I witnessed in person. It was great. Been in most of them. That's it was fantastic. Rutgers, the weather was extremely nice, right? It was, it was beautiful. Fair. It was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The it, there was a the, you could even spread out on those seats because there. Oh, was I mean, like it always is in in in, in uh, that area of New Jersey. It's gorgeous. It's it's subtropical, more yeah. or less. <laughs> subtropical. Uh, but then, I mean, this year, Illinois and Nevada, I think, um, you know, fit the bill. But the problem is, the last two years, there have been at least two surprise wins. Um, the first year, it was Missouri and Iowa. Second year, it was Ohio State and uh, Iowa again. Um, and we're still waiting for that one this year, you know. And so I think that's the big difference. It's like, you know, at the beginning of the season, we're like when we're trying to project what the season is going to be, we say, "Hey, this is let's pencil in a win and a loss here." But this year, we said, "Let's do that." But we all know they'll somehow end up at five wins, and we'll have no idea how they got there. Right. And it's we're still waiting for that. You know, I I don't I don't know. And the thing is, if previous seasons are any indication, laying a dud doesn't seem to predict anything nope. later 
You know what I mean? Like it's not. Right. So, it, so it you're saying they're going to beat Wisconsin? Is what I'm you're saying, saying we could go four wins and make a bowl. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's a rare four and eight bowl team. It's not seen very often. So is there anything they can do this weekend against Nebraska that would su- surprise you? Like there, there's no way that a win over Nebraska, even a big win, really counts in that bucket of surprise. No, right? I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. I don't I think mean, that's I, a good team. I, so. I think a big. Nebraska win would surprise me because they're desperate now too. And, yeah, they are. You know, they're really desperate, especially after losing to Indiana. I mean, if you would have told me five years ago that Indiana would have gone into uh, Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln to, you know, to clinch a bowl game in the middle of friggin' October. That's amazing. So answer me this question. I don't know if you guys are following us on Twitter, but Fred Glass came out and said, Something about Nebraska was disrespecting IU, and they are extremely happy about that. And and Nebraska, Scott Frost doesn't know what they're talking about. I saw that. Yeah. And so, so here's my so question: recruiting is, thing, maybe? Like, were I, they bad mouthing? Who recruits? Think, is Nebraska, so. Nebraska really uh, recruiting against Indiana this hard? I don't think so. I, I I don't know what this is from, but what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing, is a recurring problem surrounding Scott Frost and his mouth. Right, well, and this is kind of what you, Jay. This is you picked up on this probably earlier than. I mean, we. I think we all kind of liked Scott Frost, right? Yeah. But I'm now really, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this guy, he's a jackass. Not, yeah, oh, he's a the, jackass. That 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 <laughs> stupid diatribe about the the hoodies as he's wearing a. Hoodie. While he's wearing a hoodie, you stupid doofus. Yeah. Like what a stupid rant. What a, stupid a dumb rant. Mean, and and all it is, it's it's putting your guys down. That's the thing that's dumb. It's putting your guys down, and it's making it – it's like Fitz did a couple of weeks ago, right? It's making you sound like you're 20 years older than you are. In my game! Right. You know, that, come right. on, man. Well, and Fitz is what? Fitz is 44? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think he's 46, yeah. right? Maybe. He's yeah, not. He acts like he's 66. Oh, but, but, no... Frost, but Frost, the thing that he's lost sight of is like how about, how about the, the last weekend of September when you were on national TV – and game day was there, and you lost forty-eight to seven. Was it the weather? Why your guys sucked there? Like, get get focused on what matters, right? Who? It's got nothing to do with any of this crap. Like, don't no. pretend your guys are soft because it was cold. They got smoked when it was eighty degrees out too. Like, well, the problem he's having right now is that all the magic, you know, that he, the buttons that he pushed down in UCF haven't worked, right? And they're, they're, every coach thinks that's weird. When, it's almost we, like the conference is a little stiffer. Right. You know? It does. It does seem like the you know the you're playing tougher teams, and so I'm. I, I kind of love that. I love it whenever a guy thinks that he's going to come in and just you know walk in and do great things. We've seen this before, by the way. You've seen this before at Nebraska, by the way. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's crazy, right? I mean, this is this is not the first time, but I think everybody thought. Within two three years, Frost would have these guys in the right pack, uh, path. The media thought this was absolutely the year they would be going be in the Big Ten title game. People were talking about that. Right? That was written. And that's that's yeah. It, you don't really just walk in and, and compete for a division. Not everybody is PJ Fleck. Okay, let's just be honest here. Special. <laughs> He's special. Ask him. I hope Nebraska fans want PJ Fleck. I hope there's a subset of them that wish they'd gotten Fleck. I hope they get PJ Fleck. <laughs> Somehow, because they deserve him. The, there's the, what I'm finding is that the further west in the Big Ten we go, the more delusional the fan bases get. Is this is this not a correct thesis, or is it just based on Twitter? I, I don't. What's I, what's uh, what, what's Iowa? They're not delusional. They're not yeah, delusional. Iowa's not, not very delusional. They know 
you know, I think yeah, they're they bored right. at this point. I do after, too. I think they're very yeah, years of eight to ten years. They're waiting for him to retire or die. They're like, we know we can't do anything, so this is what we're do- where we are. Um, I don't blame I like them Barrett. for getting bored, a... but I also blame them for complaining as a Purdue fan. I would have taken like, like, ten years of, of Iowa football. I'd have happily taken that. Yeah, yeah. but that, what about the next ten years? You know what I mean? Like, like if you if you get next that, ten years, get six to nine wins every year. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, I I don't know. I think if they get bored, I'd take it. I know, but we'd been in the depths. Iowa, you know, it's like Nebraska. Nebraska is it's not the 1970s anymore. Like I've said this so many times. Nebraska and Iowa, geographically, are not that different. So you're not gonna be able to get kids to come to Lincoln, Nebraska, because they were good in the 70s. It's so lunacy. I mean, or the 90s even. The 90s. The kids growing up today, the 90s might as well be the 70s. Right. No doubt. You know, um, thank you for joining us on the Nebraska Football Hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it, they are relevant because Purdue's playing them this week. Nebraska, by the way, has left uh, at Purdue, uh, home against Wisconsin, Whee! at Maryland, and then they end the season versus Iowa. So they're going to get to a bowl. I mean, but but to Anisha's what are they point, at? What are they at right four, now? Four, three, four, four. four. But to Anisha's point, they're desperate. If they don't beat Purdue, hmm. <laughs> Now, I, I think this Purdue game in. is their Illinois game, right? Yes, no, I, th- I think they're coming in, and they are. They, they must win this game because then and, they're going to lose to Wisconsin, and they're probably going to lose to Iowa. But and let me so, ask you, Ish, because you said they're desperate, and we should, as Purdue fans, be. It sounds like somewhat worried or respectful. I've watched them play a couple times. Which part of Nebraska scares you as a Purdue I, fan? I mean, uh, Martinez, but that's it. It's not like he's always loves Martinez. But Martinez, like he's did, getting... did he play last week at all? No. Um, no, he did a little bit. I think he did a little bit last year. He's injured. He's not really a factor. I do, I'm just saying that I wouldn't expect, I don't know, I, I maybe the Iowa or Illinois game really spooked me. Um, yeah, and it knocked us down, right? I mean, like yeah. all of us. And even the Iowa, coming into the, after the Iowa game, it was like that, it sucked, but. 2620, man. Yeah, there was a you know a <laughs> final minute touchdown there that made it look a little hey, bit better than hey, it was, but I think I they looked okay down the stretch. There were a few missed plays by Plummer early in that game that kind of cost Purdue late, but you know. Let I, me ask you guys a question. Last week just spooked me. Okay, mm-hmm. well, let me ask both of you guys a question. We've got a panel of three Purdue fans where we are. We don't watch every game together. We don't. I mean, we we host this show together, you know, when we can. That's really about as attached we are as when we're talking about our opinions of Purdue football. So so we are pretty independent here. So what I'm hearing from a handful, more than a handful, a large handful of Purdue fans, is that Plummer is definitely not the guy because of these mistakes they're there he's making. Okay. See, you well, guys. I, I completely disagree with that sentiment. I'm like, this is a redshirt freshman, and his upside is fantastic, I believe. Uh, I, I think, you know, we say what's a successful season and measure it in wins. I think we're beyond that point. This is a rebuilding season. There are how many um, between true and redshirt freshmen, uh, 15 that have gotten playing time, maybe 18, closer to 18 that have gotten playing time. Um, <clears throat> like significant playing time. It's a it's a reload year. It is what it is. Um, one of the 
what is a successful season is if by you know the end of the game the final seconds tick against IU do we have an answer of whether Jack is the guy mm-hmm. like that is honestly right. that whether mm-hmm. we I need that answer one way or another I don't think I have it yet I am leaning towards yes there's no reason to think that no he's a young I mean like he's 19 years old um but I, I think that is like question number one that needs to be answered by the end of the year. I disagree, and I'll tell you why I disagree with that. See, now I would say he is without a doubt the quarterback for the remainder of this season because yes. the other options are just not big. But I'm talking I'm talking next year though. I know, I know. know. And so I'm like, saying so. So this is my next part. There are some guys that are in the pipeline right now. There's. Um, uh, Alamo, Alamo, um, he's a he's a quarterback who's a big time recruit. He's one of the highest ranked recruits that Purdue's gotten in the last twenty years. And then there's a kid who visited this past weekend who is a dual threat quarterback who had a great visit. And I guarantee you, you can sell him on the idea. Look, you can come in. We need a guy that can move around because you know th- it would help our offense. If either of those guys or both those guys come right in and look comfortable right away, I hope they push Plummer. Like, I hope they do. There's nothing better for the program than to have guys that are making guys better because there's a competition. Right now we're seeing, I think, what Jeff Brom really doesn't want, which is he doesn't even have an option to have two quarterbacks in the system. He kind of bluffed this weekend that oh it's going to be an open quarterback competition yeah, and then he, and then he immediately, came out today yeah. and was like yeah no uh plumber's gonna be it which is I, I just stick behind plumber for the for the rest of the year and see what happens right i'm pretty sure he bs is on you know he has us on his feed you know like first thing oh, yeah. of course pops open the post game just to see what we have to say because just to see yeah yeah just to see what we you know like where we direct him what we would do and so then he he reacts i think uh, well, because I, that's what I said. I said that's – and he's like, yeah, I agree with you. Nice job, b down. Well, the other thing that I want to throw out there, speaking of quarterbacks, didn't – I saw someone – I didn't hear this, but I saw that someone – I think on Twitter said that Brian Newbert said that pretty vehemently that, that the expectation is that Elijah's going to be back this year. So – That's the same way. So I, I, re- I read it they, the same thing, Anish. Ryan, I'm looking at you even, and I say Anish because you guys look very similar. Mm-hmm. Um I've often heard this. I I I, th- I view it the same way. I think Brown probably listens to the podcast, and he's heard me say that I would be happy if Elijah comes back just one more time to play IU. I think that'd be perfect. Come on back, keep the bucket, just roll up 600 yards passing against IU. I mean, but that's the other the other option is that if by the end of the year it's pretty clear that Jack isn't the guy then you have that option. You know, you're going after some of these really highly ranked freshmen who you can sell like, hey, look at all these weapons. Look at this wide receiver room. Look at Brom. Like, it's a pretty easy sell for a quarterback that wants to play right away. And you're looking at the grad transfer market and you're maybe talking to Sindelar and saying like, hey, you've got another year. I know you're thinking about leaving, maybe going back to Kentucky, but like, you know, there there might be a spot again next year. The, but, uh, the crazy thing about Sindelar and his what happened, what's happening next week, next year, is he has said nothing. Yeah. There is not one shred of evidence that no. he wants to do anything but 
graduate and leave, stay at Purdue. We don't really know what's in his head at all. He's very good at last keeping thing, the cards close. The to last the thing he talked about was going to the NFL. Like, right. I mean, he said right. he wanted to leave and go to the draft or like right. go combine and whatever, make a practice squad or anything right. like that yeah. um, or late round. But that's the last, that was way before the season started. Right. So. I, I, yeah, I just don't know what, I, I couldn't blame him for, there are yeah. very few scenarios where I'd be upset with him. So. Nope. nope. I wish him nothing but the best, no matter what, but yep. My thing is, so that's on one end of the spectrum. We know Jack's not the guy. The the other end is that he leads Purdue to two or three wins. He looks pretty impressive, especially for a 19-year-old. You're hoping that one of these guys comes in to push him uh, and for a little bit of quarterback insurance, because we all know that Purdue needs uh, some insurance in the quarterback injury market. But like, and uh, Jack still goes in though as the starter, and you're fine. You know, if somebody pushes him, uh, that's okay. But like next year, you have at least one great option. The bad thing is if that middle scenario happens, is that if there are like two okay games and two not great games, and it's the gray area, that's where it's it's that's where I hope we don't end up. But, but it's probably the most likely. Yeah. That's probably the most likely scenario, right? And, and the reason I think you get that. To me, whenever you have, you know, uh, uncertainty or up and down play, generally it comes with age, right? And it comes with the supporting cast. I mean, he really doesn't have any veteran to fall back on to, to say, hey, you know, what am I doing in the huddle, right? Anything. There's nobody there who's a rock. I mean, his rock right now is David Bell. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that, right? You know, and you've got underutilized this last week. Oh, completely underutilized. In fact, it, and I and I commented about that too. That it seemed like plays were not drawn up for Bell being the first option. I don't know if you guys felt that way or not, but I I, I did not understand that because may, maybe Illinois said we're going to take him away from you. Maybe maybe that's what was happening. Um, it was just the I think it was the weather. You know, I I think that completely threw a wrench in it, and that's that's not an acceptable answer, but that's probably what it is. You know, yeah. um, between weather and age, that's what it is. Now we weren't, we didn't do a podcast to talk about his game against Iowa, where he just looked like a freaking unstoppable force. And yeah. now here's the other thing, to be completely fair to Jack, he hasn't had Rondell Moore to throw to. You know, he hasn't had the best college uh, college wide receiver to throw to. He's not he's not there now. He's got David Bell. But I mean, um, you know, well, think, about, think about what he gets next year. Whoever is the quarterback, you've got Malik Carr coming in at the be- at you know, first of the year. You'll have Rondale Moore back. You'll have David Bell. You'll have Wright. Right. You'll have Rice. You'll have, uh, Rice. Sheffield. Oh, Sheffield. And then you've got the, the, the new guys They're They're there are two or three guys who could see the field right away there, too. And then let's not forget the tight ends. I mean. Yeah, the tight ends are going to be awesome. They're going to have another year under their belt. I mean, you, losing Hopkins is going to hurt, but you keep seeing these freshmen are good. And then, um, I mean, I don't know. Sparks coming in and out of the you know the roster and unavailable. He might be in play. Anthrop is going to be in play. Anthrop's I, I mean, a senior. Anthrop, so Anthrop will be a senior. Yep. Yep. And so a lot of, it, a lot of, and lot of, which is why if you know he's not, if you're still recruiting these high end quarterbacks with the enticement saying like hey you you can come in and compete for a starting spot right away like this these weapons are like unbelievable and so it's it is like a for the right guy um an easy you know an easy win and so you know but i say all that 
kind of setting up the three scenarios for the Jack question, but I still think that it's fine. Like this, uh, the, the Iowa game was probably closer to what he is than this last week. Um, and that wasn't terribly impressive, but it was still fine. He let, he was leaning on David Bell a lot. Um, and towards the end of the game, he started uh, converting it a little more regularly and converting drives a little more regularly. But, you know, I, I think he, I think he didn't look fine. panicky. He looked just no. not good, right? Yeah. He just he looked he just like looked a freshman. Like, yeah, he looked he like a, a he looked like a freshman time. without the tools that we've seen him have. That's the thing that's really weird. Or that we're used to yes. with Blau and with Sindel. By the way, that's the first game I brought up. I brought up the snack time game log, and <clears throat> that's that's the first game he's been. It's the first game he's not thrown a touchdown in. How about that for a stat for you? He's thrown a touchdown in every game he's played in, not even just the starts. Every game he's played in, he's thrown a touchdown. He's completed 57% of his passes, nine TDs, six interceptions. He's got um, a, a game with 327, a game with 420, a game with 245. I'm not worried about him having the tools or the ability right. here right. as a freshman. I think I think he what you guys look like he had him for Illinois. That's my point. I know, so but weird. nobody did. And I know nobody it, was, did. it was wet. I, I know it was wet, but I. I do think those things, the lack of weapons, the injuries, the line issues, the weather, that all counts, but. Okay, so I I have a question for you guys regarding that, okay? And this is another thing. We've heard the chirps on Twitter, and I think it's this an asinine idea, but there are people that say you have to handle freshman quarterbacks differently than your two or three year starters, right? We saw um Brom he chews on quarterbacks. That's what he does. If you're the starter, you better get ready. They referring to that? They are absolutely referring to that, I believe. Right. And I'm like, so Anish, Jay, do you think that Jeff Brom should be a little bit easier on guys when they first come in there or just say, this is the deal. If you want to play here, you're gonna hear it when you make a mistake. I mean what what are your thoughts on that? I am not a in general I think I love Jeff Brom. I think he can coach Purdue as long as he wants to, and I will probably never be sick of it. Um, no matter what the result, I don't care. I love having Jeff Brom here. My least favorite thing about him is the way that he chews on quarterback, like his sideline demeanor. Um, and I do think that we've seen enough of him to know that that's just how he gets during game time. He's not like that, really. Um you know, I, he gets riled. He seem, seemingly gets riled up in practice, but not like, you know, he's not one of those uh, constantly chewing on players thing. Right. I am not a huge fan of like the way that he was with um, with uh, with wow. Blau. Like, I'm just I just don't like that style, and it doesn't work for everybody. Now that being said, you can't be different people to different players. Like you have to be the same guy because you have to treat it like, because if you're going to say you treat all your players the same way, you can't baby some and be harsh or more hard, hyper harsh on others. You know what I mean? And, but at the same, all that being said, I don't like him chewing on players like that. It's kind of a bad look. Um, but that's me, you know, that's a, that's a very, you know, person to person thing. What do you think? Yeah. I, well, I actually kind of disagree with you on the you can't treat different players different ways. Bill Parcells was famous for a long time ago. Um, you know, he was a very matter of fact guy when he coached. And I remember when he had the Giants, he said something about Lawrence Taylor. And he was like, 
He's like, yeah. He's like, there's different rules for superstars. He's like, yeah, they can get away with more because they're a superstar. They can. So, so, and I know it's not, uh, but I guess, to what I, you're so saying. I guess outliers like, like, um, in the positive way, outliers, maybe like Rondale, like he, he doesn't you might chew treat on him Rondale. differently. Right. Sure. Well, 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 uh, no, but my point is, I think you can say this guy, I think it's just like managing or, yeah. you know, in, in, in the, you know, some people react better to, Hey, niche, get your head out of your ass and start yeah. focusing. Some yeah. guys react better, you know, bud, I know you gave us your best shot. You know? Uh, so I do think you can, you can, you can want him to be different. However, where I'm going to come around kind of to agree with you is that he, he is who he is. You know, this guy, you know, he demands a lot of quarterbacks. Exactly. And he's always been that way. And I do think I don't love the yelling at guys, but I also think his is his is very and maybe I'm just biased because I like Jeff Brom, but I, I think it's it's very in the moment about a specific situation. It's not it doesn't remind me of the Izzo public shaming routines. Right. It just it just doesn't for some reason because it looks like it's very in the moment about a specific thing that or just the, happened. Not, or the night or the Bobby Knight like or any yeah. of his tree right. like just chewing on him just to chew on him. You've also heard him when he's mic'd up giving guys enormous praise. Like But the you thing know? is we know that, you know, because we are the diehards of the diehards, right? We right. watch everything. Um but it's still not a great look. No, if I agree. All you, the only part of the only Jeff Brown you see is when he's on TV coaching. It's it just kind of. Let me be a counterpoint just here. But it, it, the, and I, I understand your perspective. The, the big thing that I look at, and I, I used to say this to my son because we'd play basketball and I'd talk trash to him. You know, he's a, he's a kid. I, I never talked mean stuff to him, but I told Jay about this years ago. I'd talk trash to him. I'd be like. I'd be like, oh, are you are you trying now? Like stuff like that, right? And I'd say to him, hey, your friends are gonna be worse than me. They're just gonna yep. they are gonna be meaner than me. I said, so you gotta get used to this. And he and like when he was you know eleven, twelve years old, I'd be like, I'm like, I know eleven and twelve year old boys are brutal. I was one once. I know that you're gonna get a hard time. You gotta learn to just say, okay, I'm gonna block this out, right? And I'll say in football, especially in college football, you got some of the nastiest dudes in the world on the other side coming at you right and they are say, before snap they are yelling at you after they hit you they're yelling at you and then they're going to be in your face all day right so growing a thick skin i think is important for a quarterback i think that but from temperament wise Purdue's had some really great temperaments playing quarterback for brahm already different guys but pretty great temperaments and i think Plummer has actually probably the best temperament we've seen to deal with jeff brahm in the long run if he this sticks as a mm. starter. He is know, yeah. really, really even keel. I think it's very Blau. Like to me, Blau was the one. I think Sindelar takes it the hardest. I do. Um, but and that's not a slight or anything like that. It's just like he, you know, some people don't like being yelled at, which is right. fair. Right. Um, uh, but Blau seemed to just take it like on the chin every time. Um, and he, and then he responded with the year that he had last year, which was mm -hmm. like breaking records. Um, and so, yeah, no, I'm not the hugest fan of it, but I don't think it's that, you know, I'm not, I don't think it's that big of a deal until it becomes a bigger problem. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't really care. You know, I don't. um, I think, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing is like, are we ready to have the Holt conversation? I mean, like, it, does he, has <laughs> wow. he watched college? Like, does he know the RPO, uh, is, is kind of a big you know, a, a big uh, trend now in college offenses. There's that seems like a very big blind spot. There's no doubt about that, right? I mean, but if you look at 
to me, that whole Illinois game, everything is defined on that pick six. Like mm-hmm. to me, that was such a big moment. Yep. And really, if you look at what Illinois did, they really didn't do much offensively. But they, I mean, they, I wouldn't say they scored an amount of points that you said, oh, we couldn't come back from that, even with rainy conditions. The, um, the, it, was, uh, it was right before, there was a drive right before halftime that kind of sealed it for me. It was like Purdue's not, in this weather, Purdue's not coming not back from, yeah. you know, 17-0 or whatever. Um, yeah, it'll be down 17-0. At halftime, at home, to Illinois any Illinois demoralizing, team, you know. And and by the way, you said they didn't do very much. Um, their quarterbacks, did you see this? They were three of seven for twenty six yards. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. But they they ran all over Purdue. That was the, the thing. It was like, yeah. um, I, I'm just saying that they, they didn't have to do any. They didn't have to pass the ball. That's well, and and it was more total yards though. I mean, it's I, because the the linebackers, which be, injuries have decimated them, but they kind of converged on one spot. It's not like one of them was getting the back, you know, the secondary option. And so it's like that. It's it's like they're two. It's like you know when uh, you guys coach your kids or go to your kids games it's like when all of them just kind of run around the soccer ball like like a mob right it's it's kind of like you know there's there's pursuit of the ball but there's not pursuit of the bigger play and that seems that you know that was exposed by i mean you know we clown him but that was exposed by pj fleck with us us in attendance and it seems like every other coach every other running game um, has kind of taken that, except for Iowa, because they don't care, because they they're going to just be Iowa. Right, right. And that's what you're talking about, the Iowa fans getting bored with that identity, right? They're, yeah. they're like, this there's is what no we variation. do. Yeah. yeah, there's no variation. It's just, it's Iowa, and they beat teams like Purdue, and it is what it is. But Yeah, right on. Hey, Jay, um, this is the time on the show that... Uh, are, are, do you have some questions for, for oh, all Oh, do of us? I ever. Really? Do, do you? Do we ever? So, so uh, we've got. Um, I'm trying to decide if I should give Michael or Dave any attention because I they're now they're... sending in questions and they're both idiots. I mean, uh, valued members of the team, <laughs> valued asks, members of the BS family. Exactly. Michael asks, uh, "Do you have a map in case I get lost in your eyes?" Uh, yes. So, um, Mike from PU Falls Cities asks. I like this question, but I don't know. I don't think I would trade him, but I guess he's saying if you had to trade Rondell Moore to another Big Ten team, but got two players in return, oh. who would they be and why? Chase Young and Chase Young. No, you go, that's it. So you're going to, you can, for one season, how about this question? So you lose Moore's next season, but you get Chase Young and Dobbins. <laughs> Chase Young is so good. I had those no... guys are both so good. That's the thing. I know Chase Young's a, a, a machine, yeah. but Dobbins, man, gosh, it's impressive. You know, I mean, like, and yeah. Day has done an impressive job. Like, that's a beast of a I team. That might be that I could coach that team with that talent. I I I think what it is fair that we don't know if if Ryan Day is a great coach after this year, even if he goes undefeated and wins the championship. Like I think if takes, he wins the national title, he's a good coach. Let's not, let's not good, be too. No, no. But what I'm saying is like he's not this. Tra- he's not Lincoln Riley. You know what I mean? And so it's no, like he'll have yeah, he'll be better. But yeah. well, yeah. Uh, Tom Herman. I if guess. he beats Alabama or Clemson or both, 
then or LSU. we can put our OSU I mean, uh, L- aside. L- LSU, LSU yeah, LSU. Why? Because you have no faith in my man? Because they never are. They, they never that, that was The media put them number one, so when Alabama beats them, they can say, oh, Alabama <laughs> beat the number one team. Yeah. That's, that's and now the, they both get into the playoff, right? I mean, that, that, that seems to be the the um, the only the, way they both get in the playoff is if LSU wins, right? Oh, oh, I, think oh they both, I think they both get in the playoff regardless. Yeah, now with oh, now with Oklahoma losing, yeah, right. I mean, that's is it going to be you know maybe maybe it'll be four SEC teams just for fun. I mean. <laughs> Screw the media. Every every single time. This it kills me, right? I mean, like, there's no scenario where two Big Ten teams could be in the playoff. Even as good as Penn State and Ohio State have both looked. No, they can two teams from the same division in the Big Ten, no chance. Right, right. But it the SEC absolutely is yeah. you know, I mean, that's not only happened, but will probably happen again. That being said, Ohio State is freaking monstrous. They are. They're that great mix. They're like I, I I know it's a weird thing to say. It's a very it's a jump, but Michael Jordan always played with a chip on his shoulder, and he was the most talented guy on the court. Ohio State is playing with a massive chip yes. on his shoulder, yes. and they are the most talented team. <clears throat> That's good coaching, because there was one there was one loss last year that that, that you know really bothers them still, yeah. You know, and um, they you know it is what it is, and then they're the whole coach thing. Yep, and they'll never be able to. The thing is, they will never be able to. Get rid of that loss. They'll never be able to make up for it. Doesn't matter how well they do this season. <laughs> my mind. Right. Uh, the other question Mike uh, Pew Falls Cities asks is, what is your favorite non-whiskey spirit? And I know Anisha's. Wait, let me guess. Something with um, gin. Gin. No, I. So I'm in mezcal mode right now, baby. Uh, I'm I'm loving the mezcals and the tequilas. Ooh. Yeah, I, I I like I like the uh, double or the oaked tequilas, but I think a good gin is really tough for me to. I, I like a good gin. I, you know, like um, we are looking for sponsors. Yeah. Anything anything Bombay Sapphire and above, I'm gonna be pretty happy with. You should, if you for those in the Midwest, and by Midwest, I mean I think pretty much Indiana, Illinois. Um, there is a gin from Chicago called Mighty Gin. And from North Shore, and I can't drink any other gin now. It's the best. It's is it I, really expensive? No, Wait a minute. You it's can't, not terrible. Can you, you can't drink botanist. No, I really, I loved botanist, and then I tried mighty gin, and now wow. I can't anymore. It's so tough. the Midwest, not like East Coast, like Pittsburgh. Not let's like bring, East Coast. Bring no, that joke not back. on the East Coast. I can hear. <laughs> uh, wait, shh, I can hear the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> oh, those crabs and or anything else that you get of the Atlantic Ocean. Anything from the Northeast Seaboard here. <laughs> Boardwalks. <laughs> so, so can I get it? Like, I, I'm not, I know this yeah. is not. Yeah, I can go to any liquor store. You though. will be able to go to anywhere and get it. It is like oh. it should be something like thirty-five dollars. Not bad. All right, I'll give it a try. And I, I think my answer to that, unfortunately, I, I pretty much drink nothing but uh, whiskeys <laughs> and bourbons now. But what I drank for years was uh, vodka, like a true alcoholic, little <laughs> kettle one on the rocks. Um, I like I, I like good vodka. Yeah, I still kind of like it, but I. I feel no. like it just looks when you're sitting there with like a glass full of just clear liquid and people are like, what's in there? Just yeah. ice. Just you know, ice. Like, that was some water. 
so yeah, good. it does yeah. look like you're just saying, screw it, I'm gonna yeah. go get. What will get me drunk the fastest? I don't want to taste anything. Yeah. I just want to be hammered. I just want exactly. I have to watch Purdue and Illinois in the rain. What <laughs> is the quickest way for me to block that, this out of my memory? That game lasted. 17 hours i think it was 17 (laughs) it was i feel like it was the third quarter for a quarter of my life it was that's a team that daryl hazel beat like two or three times like i know that's like i i and it was reminding me of old daryl because like in the third quarter i said (laughs) that's it i'm going outside when you when you choose yard work you know (laughs) right My my favorite thing that happened on Twitter this week is there were a couple of people that were like Purdue slash Illinois fans, I think, and they were trying to tell Jay, hey, this is a good Illinois team. They've proven it. And I'm like, no, they're not. Go read the statistics and pick any major category. They're not good. And then you watch them and you say, they're still not good. And then you watch Lovey Smith on the sideline looking confused all the time and you say, no, they're not good. Okay, except, except. They play at home against Rutgers in the 3:30 slot, no less, this weekend. Rutgers, Illinois, in the 3:30 slot. A game day's going there, right? I believe so. <laughs> well, but, so they're gonna have five wins. Then they play Michigan State, Iowa, and then finish with Northwestern. Uh, they're gonna go to a bowl game. Oh yeah, Lovey's gonna, gonna go to a bowl game and get a 15-year extension. Yeah, well, I'm all for it. I, whatever Lovey and um, and. Uh, Tom Allen have to do to get extensions. I'm good with it. Honestly. By the way, okay, two things before we go back to our questions. One on Tom Allen. I said this on Twitter. Uh-huh. Good for Tom Allen. Yes, that sincerely. That dude yeah, has yeah. worked really hard. He, I'm sure, does things cleanly. I'm not sure, but I would assume he's that dude is appreciative of his job and has worked his ass off. And now they're six and two. And people then come back to us and as though we're IU fans, right. and they're like, oh, but it's a soft six and two. Purdue's a soft two and six. Right. Yes. That's, that's, that's a great. <laughs> Purdue hasn't played a great schedule. No. I, I remember us talking about this year and saying, well, schedule, you know, but, but we liked that they had some challenging games in there. But I don't, I still do not look at this 2019 schedule and think, wow, it was just a murder in a row. That's why they're two and six. I don't think I don't it's any harder think... than last year. I no. mean, like, you know, it was, the non-con was a little bit weirder because it was at Nevada to open the season. But like, that's it wasn't you have to win. We've you talked about this repeatedly yeah it's a little tough and there was no eastern michigan on the schedule which you know we lost to last year but um like there was there was oh, no man. cupcake like my, my, my son asked the question he said how bad is vanderbilt he just <laughs> he brought this up the other day i'm like well, oh Vandy and maryland I mean, must be they're just already they're i don't I know lie. why they're talking about getting rid of mason and it's like what what do you what are you I gonna do hire jeff fisher i think Yes. Well, I think they're in that little dangerous zone where they got a little taste of being decent when uh, Franklin was there. And so now they, right, well, now they think, and, and people could make that point about Purdue, right? Jeff Brom, not Jeff Brom, sorry, Danny Hope wasn't winning enough for what we'd gotten used to. So Purdue runs them out. Then they get what they asked for and they get Daryl Hazel and they, you know, you could, you could look at it the way we look at a lot of these programs and say Purdue did some of that to themselves too. The other thing, I said there was two things. The other thing that I find hilarious, this is a complete aside, but I've mentioned a couple times Wisconsin being on people's schedules, including Purdue's. Did you see that they are upset with the fact that both Ohio State and Illinois played jump around kind of derisively? Oh, I think is this going to become like the Big Ten version of Horns Down? 
Yeah, exactly. Like, shut up, Wisconsin. Like, just shut up. You deserve that. You guys think it's the coolest thing ever that you play this song, and all you fat white people from Wisconsin jump around in the stands. You think it's so clever, and then people do it back to you, and now you're a fan. We won't forget that. Okay. Good One of my favorite you. jump around moments ever was Matt Mitriong dancing to jump around because Purdue was about to beat Wisconsin in Camp Randall. And he was like getting into it. He was like, yeah, sure, play this. I'm in. Right? So it's like it works both ways, bro. I mean, it may, I mean, that was a long time ago, and I know it seems like ancient history when Purdue I was going to say, Wisconsin. you remember them winning in Camp yeah, Randall? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm really, really old. Um, but, yeah. Our friend Doc, uh, our old friend, he's under Wisdom Tooth on Twitter now. He says, this is a great question, guys. How do I score a sweet insiders-only deal on Boilermaker Garb at Martin Vintage? Do I recite some sort of mm. incantation mm. or cryptogram prior you to can. completing my transaction? Must I prove I am not a robot? And yes, all all of these are Those very, are alternatives. Yeah. yeah, great alternatives. Absolutely. The only other thing you have to do is enter boiled at checkout, B-O-I-L-E-D, boiled at checkout for 20% off your whole order. Thanks, yeah. Doc, for that setup. That was nice. Well done. Was beautiful. Like the assist. He actually asked another question that is ten percent for our agent. We're gonna we're gonna give we're gonna give him a, another one here because he asks, how long, if ever, until Carson overtakes Romeo in career NBA earnings? Ooh. Anish, I think that's your it's this one. I mean, up, so yeah. it's the NBA a department. Yeah. The question is whether he's gonna make more in the second contract because they both signed the first contract the right. same year. There's no way because you know Carson's. What thirty third overall pick and Romeo is like seventeenth or whatever. Right. Um. This so Romeo is going to make roughly twice as much, twice to three times as much until the second contract. I don't know if Romeo's strengths are. I think Romeo, much like Caleb Swanigan, came into the NBA in the wrong era, like. He he would have been really good in those ugly mid two thousands when the Spurs were dominating yeah. ball. Same with Biggie would have done well in the nineties or the the two thousands before it turned into like the LeBron fast paced generation basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the Steph you know shooting from the logo like ridiculous. Got, Everybody's doing seven, it too. You've got freaking Carl Anthony Towns and Kristaps Porzingis shooting from the logo and just drilling them. It's insane. And so it's like it, I don't Ro- understand how to Romeo's skill set isn't. I mean, and Carson does that too. And so Romeo's skill set isn't great. And so I think the second contract is bigger. I think Carson's second contract is bigger. Man, he's he's. Uh, I've been watching. Whenever I see the Celtics on, I'll just click over there for a minute or two. And I just love. He just the dude is just like. He's full of energy still, right? Like off ball, he's moving. I, I just love watching him. And. um I don't. I mean, he's gonna be a Celtic fan favorite by a lot by midseason. Like I just oh, he's already. I mean, yeah. he's already like you know they're all chanting for Taco Fall, but really they all they love Carson already. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to watch. I have a hilarious. The thing I'm trying to search for while you guys are talking is our friend Bilbo Shankins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he replies to our our uh, line casting for questions. And he says, I re-asked my question from last week, <laughs> which first of all, there wasn't a podcast last week. So I don't know what question you mean. If you mean two or three weeks ago, do you think I know where anything is? I don't know where anything in my house is from two or three weeks. Right, exactly. I certainly don't know where a thing on Twitter is. You got to repeat the question, Bill. Yeah. And then he says, 
but but I think the rest <laughs> I think the rest of the question is related to the one I don't remember. He says, and I'll read it exactly what he replied <laughs> to us. He says, I re-asked my question from last week. Also, what would be your fair exchange for a death penalty right <laughs> yeah. now? Like how many years before how many wins, etc. I think that was the question. I'll it? say seven. No, what did he say? He was saying, I think he said something along the lines because he was comparing it with SMU that would you trade seven and zero in the Big Ten for a death penalty back in whatever? I think no. that was the question. Right? Seven wins. No, and I said no, and I answered that. I said, I said no. You give me twelve and zero, and I may think about well, it. Well, so that's yeah. That's so it. And that says you're not. You, you may mean, not you, you, mean you take the death penalty now, and then when you come back, you get the twelve and zero. Yes. Oh. Wow. Like how long of a death penalty? Death, two years. do you want two years. would you tolerate like to i then might be... i might be dead <laughs> yeah. by the right. time that goes right that's out. a very good point you're in awful health by the way exactly Glad we can talk about this now so it's so i would i'd rather take it like i'd take the death penalty if i knew that there was a season now so the funny thing is if you flip that you have this it's just like smu you have it now and then you get it you know you get to live that fun season but then you get death penalty and vacated and who cares but you lived it so it doesn't matter um if so doubt seven seven and five would you do that Hell no 15 and oh would you do that yes so there's a line somewhere in there yes <laughs> yes between seven and 15 where you would take I, I can't imagine after like so here's the thing like i've thought about this like jay and i've talked about this a lot like when we watched you know like iowa state a couple of years ago and they were like nine and oh i think or something like that and we've watched different teams go on these magical seasons smu's on a bit of a magical season right now right where they're getting national attention every week and they're like are they going to stub their toe? Are they going to keep winning, right? So that's the question. So like at week like eight or nine, you start becoming everybody's story, right, when you're undefeated. And right. so that's the thing. That run, when you wake up on Saturday morning and Purdue's going on the road to play Wisconsin and they're 8-0 and everybody's talking about it, you're like, I can't believe this is happening, right? I can't believe that they have still not gotten beaten, right? And then they win that game. You're like, oh, my gosh. I get another six days of celebrating right. this where Purdue is the number one story in the college football it's, world. It's the, it's, oh, what, it's the week that that Elite Eight win buys yes. you. you know <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. That, that's, this is we why. were talking about that this week. Where, why not relive it on the podcast? I think uh, I responded in kind to you. Did, did you see my response, Anish? Uh, Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I blacked out after I did that. It was <laughs> that was bad. I don't know yeah. why you did that. That was so dark and mean and I Because I opened my phone and just kind of, like, I accidentally... There's like, a picture my of picture Klein scrolled. about to get the ball at the free throw line, right? That was the picture that randomly awful clicked. Person. You're an awful person. And I was like, what phone? Why would you do this? Work? What type of phone do you have that that yeah. comes Evil. up first? Demon phone. Yes. No kidding. Throw it into the ocean. Would you like to look through your memories? Here's one. Hey, here's a, here's selected. Something. We'll call it ball game. Oh, <laughs> we've my. selected or from death. seven months ago. <laughs> so, um, Steve Matt, Steve M, maniacally Steve sends. Well, his first gif he sent, I have no idea. It's just Captain Jack Sparrow saying, "Why is the rum gone?" So I just He's responded. Asking questions. I, I said, "And you drank it." So then he sends another one, and it's an either or. And this is what we need more of. If you're listening to this, we need more of these because just like the five fingers shooting different condiments out, which we got yelled at by someone for, that was a fun discussion. This one is actually a little creepy. Would you rather have eyelashes as fingers or fingers as eyelashes? 
Finger eyelashes. No, eyelashes as fingers. That would be so weird looking. Fingers as opposed eyelashes? to I. What, what can you do? You can't do it. You can't do, you yeah, can't I, do I anything. With my hands. I can, I couldn't have that. So. Yeah, I don't, you, I don't know. Unless they would have like ant-like strength, where guess, they would I be like these whisper things, but like being <laughs> but you could do like push-ups on them. Yeah, exactly, those little. I guess, I guess, fingers as eyelashes actually could be really useful. Like See? you could just take, you could put your sunglasses up without, See? without even needing to use your hands. <laughs> just broop, there they go. They're up. I can now. I can. If they're long enough, you could fix your hair. I I don't have any hair to fix, but both you guys do. So right, you got an itch in your eye. Just scratch it with one of your eyelashes. So I guess I'll come around on that one. I just think it would look really scary. Oh, I don't look at myself that often. <laughs> you all have to deal with it. It's That's right. That's you right. Come on the video, and you're like, yeah, he's got yeah. fingers coming out of his eyelashes. I'm turning off my camera. That's a good Sweet question. Though. Finger lashes. Oh man. Um. He had one of the best questions, by the way, because I, I sent out the, the, the All Points Bulletin, and he one of his questions was like, why haven't any of you guys asked any questions? Because <laughs> he was mad that there weren't enough questions in the in the. Oh, queue. he did. That's, That's right. Good on All you. right. So, oh, Sam, I, this is actually Steve again. Um, oh, good Lord. I just got distracted by another one. We'll get back to it. So Steve says... And this is actually not as easy as maybe it comes out at first, because I know Anish has two candidates for this one. You can burn one Big Ten athletics program to the ground and start over. Which mm. do you pick? Mm. I, I'm, I'm, what, to me, that is also easy, but it might be the other one. Oh, for <laughs> me, it's – I know I, – well, I, I say let's, it's let's, MSU. Let's either Penn State or Michigan State. Yes, yeah, exactly. it's Michigan State. Yeah. Yes. Michigan burn, State. Burn and the reason it's Michigan State, State for me is, is – Immediately. It it has it spread throughout every yes. sport. It sounds like, right? And right. it keeps happening. It's called a system. Burn them, yeah. Burn them to the ground tomorrow. Right. I can't wait until D'Antonio retires, and there will be all these puff pieces. I'm already angry at how angry I'm going to be at that time. When Izzo retires, it's going to be the same thing. You don't even have to wait till Izzo retires. Those pieces get written now. Yep, they're already happening, and that's that's the thing that's crazy is that he. There, there was a period of time where I respected Izzo. Oh, yeah. And there's yep. a, a period of time where Jay and I used to say, all we want is Purdue to have their version of Mark D'Antonio. We, yep. I mean, we're on documented. We used you know, to say, why couldn't Purdue be Michigan State? Right. Well, and thank I, God I, we didn't get glad. I would take the I would take the Hazel era over. Oh, yeah. yes. You know. I would take the – how about this? I would take the perpetual Hazel era over what has happened to I mean, it, the it's, last five years. It's, it's, They've it's, ruined human beings. Yeah, yep. no, I mean, like hundreds yep. of hundreds of humans are no longer themselves because of Michigan State, because of rich Michigan State board members who have decided that the their green and white MSU is more important than anything. the lives of these children. Yep. Michigan State can burn. Mm-hmm. That's yep. that's the game. And they didn't even nobody lost their job, really. Nobody was held accountable. Right. Nobody was jailed. I mean, like you, you, the the uh, uh, gymnastics trainer, who I'm not going to name, right. uh, will like be in prison. But he was pretty much the only guy who took the fall. Think about all those assistant but coaches on the basketball. Least, 
at least at Penn State, everybody was fine. Everybody in the football team and the president had to step mm-hmm. down. The vice yep. president, a yep. lot of the board had to step down. The dang yep. governor lost because um, the governor was uh, implicated of the state right. of Pennsylvania. One of the most powerful political positions in the country right. was uh, lost an election because they were involved in this. At least people it's at Penn State, some culpability, right? Something, and and there's awareness. And Penn State, fa- a good amount of the Penn State fan base has actually come around and said that's especially in the Me Too era. It was like that. I don't even know how anybody was. They this happened now, and it's nobody happening. in Michigan State it's is still happening. It's any active. kind of culpability. Nope. Burn Michigan State to the ground. Thank you for allowing <laughs> me my minute. To, uh, I yield the floor back to the gentleman. Gentlemen. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Michigan State just burned them. Just so end. now I'll pivot to a uh, slightly different condiment space question. Yes. Please? Yes. Okay. Triweb or the noodle. Um, and Steve, maniacally, Steve says name checks out because the noodle asks if you could shoot pasta. Out of your two big toes, he says big twos. I assume he means big toes. Oh, you shoot pasta out of your two big toes, but they were the only ones you could have for the rest of your life. What type would you pick? I assume he means the pasta is the only ones, not the toes are the only ones, because my two big toes are the only ones I have for the rest of my life. Ziti. Anyway. Ziti. You say that like it's obvious. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's your only one answer. It's ZD. I'm not a bad answer. I, I'm okay with that. He's versatile. You can, you Raviolis. Can raviolis count, or do when he says shoot I don't pasta, think ravioli. Yes, it's just got to be uh, uh, O shaped, like a. I mean, but like the that I mean, you know, the spaghetti is like the most. It it's the most versatile, visually pleasing. Versatile. Yeah, yeah. To me, it goes. It's very simple. It goes ZD and then bow tie, and that's it. There's there are no other. That's not a bad answer. But if you can have the bow tie, why can't I have raviolis? Bow tie, ravioli. I'm not going to allow you to do that. Adding cheeses and meats like are tango, not. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I can't do that. An Italian taco. Yes, exactly, and they're wonderful, but they're it's not. No, I th- I I would uh, agree with. I like the how gentleman. you act like there's some rule here. That's that's no, the best part. It's, it's, like no, yeah. no, come on now, you can't have ravioli toes. Don't be an idiot. If we're gonna talk about toes shooting or pasta shooting toes, <laughs> can't enter meats and cheeses in this. That's good. all right. Yeah. All right. So we all came to ZD, I think, right? ZD, I'm okay. ZD and bow tie, I can, you know what? I will give you that because I can yeah. be very happy with that. Sure. Yes. It's fine. What I have no drink? strong pasta takes. I I used all of my takes up for Michigan State. For Michigan State. Oh, ooh, look at me. Mine, mine's important. Steve, Steve is going to ask us all the questions. He says, if Purdue gets one more win this year, this is a fun question. Would you rather be it be at Wisconsin or versus IU? A good question. Either. Give me either one. No, no. He's asking which you prefer. To choose. Would I like ZD or the correct <laughs> answer is Indiana. They're both I do free. not want to ever lose to Indiana again. I want to beat Wisconsin, but really, I don't. That'll come, I, right? That'll come is what you're right. thinking. I and I want that to come when it. Who gives a shit if they beat Wisconsin this year? Yeah, yeah. right. It means you're nothing. Not the IU game still means something to Purdue, and to take it away when IU has like eight wins would be. Really great. Okay, here. Let me ask you a question. Uh, there's no way to do it. Never mind. <laughs> I didn't ask that question. It doesn't make any sense, so I can't do it. Okay, you can go back in time, and they've got the Nevada win, okay, right now. And oh, you can win. You can win three of the last four and go to a bowl. 
with Wisconsin. Okay. Or go to a bowl with Wisconsin, like arm in arm. Or... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they feel like you're you're their best girl. Around and around. <laughs> or you can have this scenario right now. You're right. This does you make sense. No <laughs> you're right. This doesn't make any doesn't sense. Doesn't make any sense. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> if you could time travel, I'm would not... you use the DeLorean to make Purdue Bowl eligible, or <laughs> would you do it for? Would you kill Hitler? Um. Yeah, we haven't had any time travel questions. Those would be there's a lot of fun that could come out of those. Got a lot of clever readers too. I'll be driving around and I'll think of something that would be great, and then I don't write it down. I don't know if you guys are the jerk store called. (laughs) 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 Nice. Uh, Oh man, Um, Miles Handley, our old friend, says. Uh, is anybody worried about our seeming inability to recruit and develop premier offensive line talent, or is it too early? I tend to think it's too early, and then we have a special relationship with wide receivers, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little disappointed in the development of the uglies. I agree with his entire take. It's so a little I, early, but it's a little but concerning. I, but, yeah. So I was even talking um, both when I was at Penn State and to another friend um, who's from the South, and they they follow football recruiting at better schools than Purdue historically has been. Um, and even they say, like, most of the four-star linemen, like, it's it's like a dice roll. Like, it, linemen recruiting is so random that it doesn't – that you just need numbers. Like, you just need to throw as many of them as you can with as many tools as you can. And eventually some of them will stick and they won't really, like, correlate well with the recruiting rankings. I think Purdue has five defensive tackle verbals of the uh, next year's class, okay? I believe that's true. And I told you guys about the conversation I had with with Brandon Gorin, who's by all measures – a uh, knowledgeable source when it comes to football. If you're too young, you don't know who Brandon Gorin was. Brandon Gorin played, uh, he's one of the, the, the five guys that protected Drew Brees. He played in the NFL for nine seasons. He is a great all-around dude, too, if you've never met him. He's just an awesome guy. And Brandon is very, very frank with what he says, and he says, that offensive line, they had four guys that weren't offensive linemen, and one guy that was recruited as an offensive lineman. Gorin was a defensive end in high school, and so I started thinking that's where Purdue needs to, to look to right now is I mean, let's let's find the converts. Let's find the guys on the other side of the ball who have that kind of uh, – it's kind of a still waters run deep type thing that you know they're just mean as hell on the football field, but really nice guys off the field. That's the guy I want protecting Plummer or whomever's uh, – at the helm next year. I think, I don't know. I don't know what the scholarship crunch is, but like even grad, tra- I think grad transfers, that's where you have to hit the grad transfer market as hard as you can. Yep, yep. Um, and you know, even more than the junior college route. Um, yeah. I mean, we've got the weapons. I think linebackers would be another, um, another spot where Purdue could use more bodies, but yeah, linebackers and and offensive linemen. That's that's should I don't be the worry rest, about but... the linebacker position because I think they've got talent coming sure. in, and they've got athletes coming in. But depth and is depth is always an issue, you know. I I, I agree. We there's there's a reason to take pause right now. We got to see what happens in the next two years. Mm-hmm. Ben Cotton, I got a couple more for you. Ben Cotton asks, will Tommy Luce go four for four in making the Sweet 16? Good question. Wow. 
Good for Tommy. Fat painter era. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll have more on that. Yes, we'll have tease. We will. Um, I'm going to say no. I think the money, yeah, you'd have to say. If you had to pick it right now, you'd probably have to say no. But I don't think you thought last year's team was necessarily a Final Four team going into the season. I know none of the national writers did. Hey, oh. By the way, you know, we everybody who, who follows the site knows that we love the Boiler Ball Twitter feed. Yes. We love Foreman. Good dude. Man, he gets defensive easily, though. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because that, that sheet from the the super secret uh, – Super secret, <laughs> now public. Yeah, yeah, game versus Providence. That was awful looking. Everybody's shooting like – I think you had Travion go 40%, 4 for 10, and then everybody else was like 25% or less shooting. That's awful. That's awful basketball, and that's painful basketball. To end a game with 50 points, to get get beaten 50, 53 to 50, reminds me of a couple of the years where it was thin at Purdue. And so I know they're transitioning and figuring things out, and I do know Eastern didn't play, and I know he's a facilitator, and he's a great defender, so he would have changed things on the other side. But, man, they've <laughs> got their work cut out for him right now. Remember, I'm the same guy who said this wasn't a tournament team last year at mm-hmm. the end of December. So I, I am well aware that great things can happen if Painter gets a team to gel and gets guys to buy in. But right now, that team has a lot of work to do, I and think, Painter is admitting it too. So I think what, what you're overlooking is that in those secret games that aren't televised, Painter has the baskets like a papa shot, like moving when you're in the arcade, and it goes forwards and backwards. So shooting 25% on that is really not that bad. It's really pretty it's, good, yeah. yeah. I mean... They played they, that scrimmage was played in the Pacers practice facility, which is really interesting. I saw a couple highlights of that, and I'm like, this is the worst kept secret scrimmage ever. Secret if secret scrimmage, yeah. Secret scrimmage with video. How, how does that work? I don't I don't understand. But anyway, Chris Foreman, if you're listening, you know we like you. We love you. But dang nab, man, just chill for a second. It's a secret scrimmage. You showed me the numbers. I say there's work to get to be done, and you're like, well, they lost to West Virginia. Three years ago, and then they were good. Oh, okay. good point. <laughs> yeah. Providence was crappy last year. Okay, I know they're ranked in it's some. Providence. It's, it's Providence. It's Providence. They're not that good. Even if they're ranked, they're not that good. The last time they were really good was God Sham God, right? Yeah, I guess. It's, I mean, yeah, I can't even think of a Providence All-time team. All-time great name. All-time yeah. great name. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's amazing. Good job, parents. That's fantastic. What's uh, on the certificate? God. <laughs> G-O-D. Last name? Sham God. Are you kidding? Like the Sham Wow? It is only heavenly. That's heavenly. <laughs> I would say the Sham Wow is heavenly. So They just wanted, like, if you ever had a lousy job, like pizza delivery, people would still have to thank God every day. <laughs> um right than you think that's that's <clears throat> profound so i'm gonna wrap it up here on this one it is halloween week that we're recording this scary matt uh trip truman on twitter says uh he says it's a scary time to be a football fan for Purdue. uh and what is your all-time favorite horror movie and in your opinion what is the worst loss you've experienced as a purdue football fan I don't like horror movies. I don't. I don't, I don't really watch too many. Um, I want to watch. Are you a guy? Us. Anisha, I want to watch you... us. Us. What's? Yeah, the new the Jordan Peele one. 
like the uh, second Jordan oh. Peele movie. I haven't seen it yet. That's like straight horror, apparently. Did you see the last yeah. one? Yeah. Get yeah, Out. Get out. Like I heard it. it was kind of oh, terrifying. It was phenomenal. It's more of like action. Yeah. Like, like it, it's not action. Suspense. It's like suspense, thriller, yeah. kind of. It's not really horror. Apparently, Us was like straight horror. I don't really watch horror movies. I don't, I don't like, like being I don't scared. like getting scared because I feel like I'm a major weenie if I jump. And I do, I, I'm an easy jump. You know, like. I don't get scared in the long term, like nightmares and stuff later, but I, I will jump out of my freaking skin. And then you I'll try to add it after I've wet I, myself. I'll be like, oh, I thought something. I, I, yeah, I had a cramp. I had a spasm. I, yeah. That's what that was. Um, jellyfish. I, I thought a jellyfish was ugly. That's why. <laughs> Did you guys watch that Netflix one, Bird Box? No, I, I heard weird reviews. That actually. For some reason, I must have been in a bad place. It scared the hell out of me. Really? It, oh, nothing really does that to me. That movie, I had to stop watching it and pick it up later. I was, I'm like, I'm putting this. Is it because you're just on a plane, dude? You're just an old guy. You can't. You were on a plane and you had to stop. I had to stop. It wasn't like I was alone in the dark in my house. It's right. got nothing to do with it. It was just like, nope, nope, I'm, I'm out. I knew it was gonna give me nightmares, and it did. See, that that movie, because you know why that movie scared me? Because it was it was about stuff you couldn't you couldn't see the monster. You couldn't if you did it, you committed suicide. It was whoa. it was very scary. I don't know why because it wasn't that well reviewed. It wasn't like it was that good. Why would you watch horror movies when you could just watch This Is Halloween and sing along with the songs? It's fine. <laughs> just, just you could do, there are plenty of movies that don't give you nightmares that you are know, out there. You got did you guys watch the Scream movies? Oh yeah, five yeah. of them. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I thought those were fun because they're funny too. Well, they were almost self-aware. They were mocking the whole, the yes. whole. They were watching movies within it to make fun of the horror genre. And I thought so. Here's here's the thing we've talked about movies and things in the past. The Drew Barrymore opening of the first Scream is really well acted. Like yeah. she's in it only for the first ten minutes, and it's that opening. It's actually very suspenseful, and it's a little more modern for the time. It was twenty something years ago. I always thought that was a really kind of underrated because it's just another stupid like horror movie. But it was a really good scene. Right. Yeah, my uh, older brother loves. Uh, is it Halloween that has Jason in it? Right. That is right. No, Jason's Friday no, the Thirteenth. So every so Friday the Thirteenth, there's been like fifty of them at this oh, point because right? yes. they're reimagining how it is or right. keep continuing. But he watches everyone that comes out in the theater, and he doesn't go to theater for movies. He just loves it. I'm like, why do you like this? I don't. I don't get it. Like I, I just your don't older understand. brother or your younger brother? Yes, older. That's weird. Very weird. Very weird. So, <laughs> uh, that's a lot of money to spend on a movie ticket for that's a guy right. like him. He probably goes General? during the. Uh, the, the the twilight shows or the him and one old lady in the theater <laughs> his old lady she's no. There for, no not his old lady um no she's in the theater for the air conditioning and she's asleep and she can't hear a thing <laughs> she's up anyway but he's in there the big bucket of popcorn the second part of uh, matt's question was what's the worst loss you've experienced as a as a purdue football fan so matt's clearly new to the show and the site mm. yes I I mean I, your guys' answer is clearly the the fumble, right? It, it depends, right? Are, are you coming at it from your heart getting ripped out and you know things, or or are you saying just the absolute worst where you're like, I can't believe they're this bad? Because then Auburn might be in there. Auburn year. could be in there. I mean, I would say there were some games during the Hope era where I was like, oh my gosh, this team's awful. Like 
Wisconsin. Didn't they lose like 63-14 or something Minnesota was that one for me. That that one sticks out for me because it was Minnesota. Like the brand Minnesota bludgeoning Purdue that badly. I was like, Against, oh. With hope? Minnesota did that? Yes. I was sitting in the fancy seats for that one with a friend of mine who was at Purdue. He was a junior that year, I think. And I said, hey, come sit in the nice seats. I got, you know, our buddy Ed gave me some tickets because Ed didn't want to go to those damn games. <laughs> and so... Like, I was like, I think I'm done, man. I think it was like five minutes into the third quarter, and they're getting beaten by a ton. By like, a I want to say 40 or something in the third quarter. I said, I'm sorry, you can stay here. I just can't do this anymore. This is not good for my whole, you know, I, I'm going to be angry for the rest of the week. So, uh, oh, they lost a game 44 28. Uh, no, that was at Minnesota. That yeah, wasn't. No, no. I, I, my worst uh, football memory is of the Minnesota game, but it was a game that Purdue won 28-17 in 2010. However, that was the day that we found out that Robbie Hummel tore his ACL for the second time. Oh, yes. And we were sitting right next to the paint crew president, and he got the news a little bit before everybody else and turned around to us and delivered the news. And so that was my, that's my most scarring uh, Purdue football moment. Yeah, Yeah, I think It's for me. It's that Wisconsin loss because yeah, I remember where I was sitting. It was 2004. I mean, that that's 15 years ago, and and that's. I mean, again, it, I guess when you're <clears throat> when you listen to a show you like, and if you like our show, we appreciate it. You don't get tired of hearing the same old stories. It's like sitting around drinking with your friends. But to, we've described that before. That was the pinnacle. That was that was the apex, not the pinnacle. The apex. That was where it yeah. got to, and yeah. it's never been back there. Pretty much fifth in the country. They were close. undefeated. They were five and zero. Oh, game day was there. It was literally the beginning of you know what you that, not the beginning. That's where you thought Purdue could be, right? right. Like that's right. what you kind of dreamed could happen, and it did. And it never got close to that again. And that's fifteen years ago. Yeah, it's not yesterday. That's fifteen years. So, um, so to me, that's there's no so. So maybe the, the worst loss comes from higher expectations, right? And oh. maybe that's. Thing, Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. like I, you know, if you translate this to basketball, like the two worst, I actually don't even think the, I mean, the Virginia game, at least we saw like an immortal performance, you know, at least you could say I was there and I saw Carson do his right. Carson thing. It sucked at the end, but like, um, but like that Arkansas Little Rock game is like, oh. it's truly among the most, because that team was st- Stacked. Yeah. That's how we were talking about this on Twitter. Like that team had everybody. Basically, it was like a dream team of the post baby boilers era. Like it had everyone, and Purdue still lost in the first round. And it is definitely because you saw like the potential of that team. You saw like the young potential um, of that super seniors, like as sophomores, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Biggie was on that team. Haas was on the team. Hammonds was on the team. Like and it's that high expectation yeah. that is just you're you're stabbed in the gut that yeah. makes it worse. That Kansas State game when I was a middle schooler, <laughs> basketball. I mean, I just like still like that's when I when I try I'm trying to go through my kind of emotional rolodex rolodex of what I felt like when they happened. But that game I can remember I was absolutely crushed. Like I was just because I thought you know I'd been. A Purdue fan, you know, since I was, you know, watching, I've been watching basketball since I was probably nine or 10, I'm guessing, you know, like regularly. And I just kind of thought they were going to get over the hump because I had bought into the hype machine that was that three amigos. You know, they were, 
they were amazing, you know, and they were a national story and, and, uh, Mitch Richmond happened and that's it. So like, I, I can give you a basketball one a lot easier than I can football. But I think that's because that like the basketball's had higher expectations, expectations for it. basketball have that's always it. been higher. Um, even though, you know, produce the, whatever I use the basketball school, produce the football school. That's not how Purdue is like our, high expectation memories are always with basketball. That's yeah. why I'm kind of looking through it. Like I went to the Terry Hepner game, like the, you know, the game where, um, they won by, a field goal. They won by that. What is star was yep. his last name? Um, the care, the Austin field goal. Star? Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's what I was thinking. Mad that I know that. <clears throat> I know. I, I wish Such that I Texas could just, name. I could yeah. know so many star. things. If, I just my knowledge of random Purdue football facts right. just was gone. <laughs> Look what's sticking up shelf space up there. Exactly. Isn't that a shame? Get out but of like, here. That was another one where like um I think Purdue had seven wins and was looking or was it winner goes to the bowl? I don't remember, but um you know, IU IU doing that, but it was like those were middling stakes. Purdue has never really had outside of the fumble like that level of you know expectations can you imagine stadium. purdue and iu playing for a trip to indianapolis oh. no it would be it wouldn't yes. work right? yes it would i mean it could in the oh perfect... no no you're right no. you're right. cross divisional commission right. playing in indianapolis but then yeah oh. that would be what? weird every every team in the conference would have been had to have gotten the death penalty right i mean <laughs> that, that, that's just there's no freaking way right there's no way well, the whole reason, I mean, they, they've they said, right, that that Michigan and Ohio State being in the same division, th- this is a, it's theoretically because, and I don't know if this is true, because I don't think people, any thought is given to this stuff, because they didn't want to have a situation where those two were playing the rivalry game, and then the next week we're playing the Big Ten title game as well. Yeah, Which, and he, but you can't. Play easily, right. Right, two. so... <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe that is why it's set up that way. I don't. I, don't, I mean, is it a rivalry anymore? <laughs> Will it be a rivalry when Urban Meyer is hired by Michigan? By Michigan. <laughs> is there a way Notre Dame can fire Brian Kelly? These are questions that have all happened in the last week, right? They're just like. Floating out there in the ether. I've got a lot of friends who are Michigan fans, and they are so happy right now. Like it's fantastic, and I was with there with them in a rare. Finally, beat a big a top ten team. Yes, top ten team. Absolutely, and it's one of those just like the Ohio State game for Purdue. There is no retribution coming. We'll see in (laughs) ten years. Did you see the Michigan Twitter feed? Awesome. That was amazing. Wow, I love. I mean. Wow, there's no retro. Not only that, Notre Dame say, had a bye last week and a bye this week. Defensive? What was the line that was like the twisting of the knife? Something about either defensive or offensive. It was hilarious. Like I'm glad you're something like you're glad you're not being defensive about yes, it. Yes, that's something. it. I'm glad you're not being defensive. That was amazing. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. obnoxious, but it's. it's Do you pretty think Notre Dame right now is trying to find a way to fire Brian Kelly? You think they're saying, you know, he did kill that one kid in the tower years ago, and we've got new evidence that. That you know, would be the I, best if they did that. If they said, you know what, 
It went all Dan Dockage on him, right? Yeah, I was going to say, it's just like Dockage being banned for something he did a year ago or something like that. Hell, he's been doing this every day of his career, and now you're going to bring it up? All right, he's suspended for being a hack. Oh, shocker! (laughs) Everybody who's ever listened to that dude knows he's a hack, and everybody knows he breaks the... He doesn't doesn't hold himself to the, the... the high journalism. standards of journalism. Yeah. By the way, in this era, are there high standards of journalism? Are you kidding me? Give me a break. I, I don't even understand. I don't know what he did. I still haven't seen any exact, you know, reason of why he got suspended. Is he still suspended, by the way? Is Dr. Still suspended? This, oh, no. This week, I think he's back. But okay. Great. The world can breathe, breathe a sigh. Right. Of Nobody. Yeah. yeah. And s- similarly, though, I mean, I got to tell you, I, I think anybody that has any shot at Urban Meyer is going to try to find a way to get Urban Meyer as their coach, it, especially those programs that are right on the edge of ethics. They don't care, right? They just want to win. I so. mean, Notre Dame would be the one to do it. That'd be pretty funny. They're sick and, sick and tired of nine and ten win seasons in South Yeah, Bend. but you don't want that because then Notre Dame's going to win a national title. Well, I don't want it at all. But it would be really easy to say, you guys are exactly what I've always thought you are, which is a sham. You know? You're know, you not what your PR says you are. We all know that, right? Having Kelly on the sidelines points at that, but right. Anyway, uh, USC and Notre Dame are competing for Urban Meyer sweepstakes. <laughs> he's well, he's he might be feeling better. I mean, he looks really good on TV. He looks yeah, like he's I, feeling I think good. He's had and, time to get his health in order again. Yeah, he kind of he's an up and down health guy, is what it seems. Yeah, like. it's kind of a roller coaster. So, wonder, how old is his daughter now? That that you know the the moral conscious who says, "Hey, Dad, you got to take it easy." I don't know. Not as young as he's probably thirty something, right? Yeah, maybe he's only fifty four. Yeah, he's not. He's not an old guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He still has an office at Ohio State. He still comes to practice. It's kind of weird. You're worried worried about him? Yeah, I bet you are. So before we wrap here, uh, we haven't talked about this. What uh, feelings? Feelings this weekend? Feelings. Let's say it's good weather. Let's say it's good weather. Let's just throw that whole thing out because we know what happens if it rains. Purdue can't even drain the flipping field appropriately anymore. Did you see that? Jay Lehman was very concerned that there were wires near the puddles. It's like, Jay, relax, buddy. It's an engineering school. Just cool your jets. It's okay, going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Most Gosh. of those cameras are cordless. <laughs> that guy is so dumb. Oh. Oh, it's amazing <laughs> that he has the job. It's crazy. I don't know if I said it to you guys or I don't think I put it on Twitter. Jay Lehman is the Geico caveman. If you look at him when the when the broadcast starts, he looks like a slightly evolved caveman. Not yeah. only slightly. Here's the problem. When you're not a good team, you get that type of broadcasting yeah. team. We I've been so saddened by the level of broadcasting talent Purdue's gotten. It's just horrible. <laughs> Every week it's horrible. I'm like, oh no, which F team are they gonna get from this network? Oh, <laughs> this is gonna be painful. And if you're in a position where you can't mute, like you're in a bar or a restaurant, oh, I gotta listen to this. Someone tell me a bad joke so I don't have to listen to Jay Layman's color commentary. Goodness gracious. And so that's that's our that's our penance right this season for our Purdue for our bad Purdue t- team is we've got to listen to <laughs> color commentators and broadcast teams and well, by the way <laughs> the sideline reporters are awful too in these things they are amazed by the littlest thing the cleat thing <laughs> every game if it's raining they're gonna <laughs> use longer cleats these are half inch by the way okay i'm a shoe designer most <laughs> and most modern footwear doesn't have removable cleats anymore so who gives a shit 
what size cleat they're wearing, okay? It doesn't matter. Stop making this a story. Every freaking game. I only caught up with Jeff Brown for a few seconds after halftime. He wasn't very pleased with his team's performance. Oh, thank you. Back thank up to you, you guys. That was hard hitting. You just told me a lot. My brother always says, what are we learning from this? Nothing. Hit the mute <laughs> button. Because my dad's always like, I can't hear what they're saying. If only I could hear what they're saying. Dad, you're not going to hear anything of substance from these people. Their show prep lasted 16 minutes. It was when they were taking the shuttle from the airport to the stadium. That's it. That's all they do. I don't think that's true. I think that's the saddest part. I think they do prep. I think they're in a room. They're prepping. <laughs> Come up with all those nuggets of information. And if the goal line marker floats away, Jay, then we'll put the camera it. on it and you will over talk. Over and over. Do you know Rondell Moore squatted 600? Oh, crap. We can't use that one. He's not playing. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know Caleb Swanigan used to be fat? It, he, that's he only ate carrots are sweet. It, we should. That should be another Twitter thing. Whenever things start going bad, just put up the the common things everyone knows. Yeah. Did you know Rondell squatted 600 pounds? Just do that during the games that are terrible. <laughs> just factoids that everyone already knows. You Jeff Jeff Brom once said, "Do I have a pulse? Yes. Then all right. Got it. I got it. There's more of that coming. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Northwestern game. Awful broadcasting team. Oh, that Guarantee is gonna. It. Makes you appreciate like when uh, 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 Reese, no, sorry, Fowler and Herb Street were there for the yeah. Tyler Trent game, and so Tom bad. Rinaldi on the sidelines. Holy oh. hell! What a what a. And wasn't Ray it Taylor was also there? I feel like yes. they had like. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. <sighs> that was amazing. Right. That made that game. They it shows you. It makes you appreciate the guys that right. get abused sometimes. That's one we're gonna see forever, right? It's on tape, so it's right. excellent. Right. So, Nish, how do you feel about the Purdue-Nebraska game? Nah, well, you know, um, first of all, I think the Purdue-Northwestern game, the over-under is going to be 14. 12. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. Man, that's um, going to be terrible. The, I don't feel great. I think you guys feel better about this than I do. I think North. I think um, uh, uh, Nevada needs a win. Or Nebraska. But or Nebraska. Oh, Nevada and Nebraska. Nevada, Nevada, Nevada Nebraska, Northwestern. They all need wins. Hey, Scott Frost, they we all just mistake your program for Nevada. In your yeah. face, sweatshirt. They all seem to get them versus Purdue. Can we agree, though, that of the games remaining, this is one of the most – the delicious to win if you get it or am I, is that I, just I get me? what you're saying no I, you you i want frost to eat it so badly yes. yeah but i i don't know i don't know last week spooked me you know you, you well, even, if you can't if you can't if you get manhandled by illinois it should yeah. spook. that's bad they were down 24 to nothing that's the that's what spooked me is that they they, they almost got, got shut out yeah, yeah. they got like very close to being shut out by a bad Illinois. I had all my jokes already lined up for Purdue having a transitive, transitive win over Wisconsin. I already had them all figured out, and Purdue football screwed it up. <laughs> they were going to beat Illinois. I was going to say, well, then by transition, you already beaten Wisconsin. Right, right. Fricked it up, jerks. Yeah, so, yeah. So no, no, I don't feel I good don't, about it either. I don't yeah. either. But, but, oh, what man, is it? Is Purdue favored? Or is, no, is, is Purdue yeah. favored? What are you, out of your mind? They should Although, never be favored again this season after what we saw versus Illinois. <laughs> never. Uh, In fact, uh, I'll go, let's carry that into next season until they prove it to you. 
Actually, you'll find this interesting. Uh, I would say I would say it's less than three. It's Nebraska by two and a half. Um, but the matchup predictor, you know, it spins power index matchup predictor has Purdue by 53-47. Purdue favorite. Yes. How many? It's, where are we getting those? Are we digging for those points? Yeah. Uh, is it raining points? American points? No, 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 no. I said the matchup predictor. Fifty-three forty-seven. Oh, percent. okay. I thought Purdue you meant score. Over under is like, not. Over under is not listed. <laughs> Or whatever that's worth. Yeah, so I was going to say, where are we getting those points? Canadian points? Uh, I bet you the over-under for this game will be... No, I bet it'll be in the 50s. I bet it'll be in the 50s. Because look at the scoring history. Nebraska scores a lot. They they score 31 and lose to IU. So that's, that's what they do. I, I don't feel great about this. No. No. And nor should you. Nope. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> Nope. Thank Chris, you guys. Back to you. Back, back to you. <laughs> it's gonna rain. <laughs> it's gonna rain. Yeah. The uh. Fifty-five and a half. So yeah. It's not Fifty-five and a half. So it's gonna be. It looks like it's gonna be about forty at kickoff. And Martinez is questionable still. So. Yeah. So I I think if if he doesn't play the the odds go way up. Yeah. But forty and partly cloudy in God's country. That's fine. Uh, it should be yeah. fine. It should be fine. It should be. I if you would have asked me out immediately after the Iowa game, I would have felt a lot better about this. But you know, you I sat through the whole thing. If only I could have been apple picking during this last this last game, right? And just missed it and be like, oh, it's it's fine. Didn't happen. It's good. I, I got spooked. I saw the whole eighteen hour game. Yeah. So we'll see. I watched the whole thing too. I don't even know why I did it. I was sitting, you know, I I couldn't go because I'm afraid to get sick right now. Because my, you imagine if you went? Oh my gosh! We, all we, over. So we were having a little chat on the side when you were yeah. not at the game. Yeah. And Mike, what did Michael say? He said Ryan would have gotten in a, arrested without a doubt if he were at the game. <laughs> it wouldn't have been. Well, I I mean I I'm pretty meek right now. I mean like I'm pretty low place. I'm trying to just get literally licking wounds, but. Literally licking wounds? I'm licking my wounds. Is that weird? I've been licking my legs because I've got wounds on my legs. Are you guys? It's salty. Oh, man. We are at uh, an hour and almost 30 minutes. So yeah, Michael's going to lecture it. us about yeah. the length of this podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, I got to tell you guys, this has been a pleasure. Uh, I, I know I talk bad about, you know, Jay, if he's not here, Anish, yeah. but this was really good to be reunited. Feels so good. You've been listening to the Boiled Sports Handsome Hour. Love you guys. Good night.